Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time, where we dig into the list of things that Milo loved, Daryl Kessler, along with Lisa Cohen. Hola. Hey, Lee. Hola. <laughs> Noting that we have recently returned from Madrid visiting Espana. Max <laughs> from Espana, <laughs> visiting our uh, our older son Max. Absolutely, yeah. I know you've been to Madrid also, haven't I you? I have. I love that place. I mean, it was just phenomenal. Such it, a great city. In addition to being with our wonderful son, um, the city itself just showed out so great. Very, very. Uh, talk about chill. It feels like a chill city. But and, it's but it's highly highly functional and doing what it should. But it's also people are uh, people are great. I mean, you can't speak about an entire city's worth of people in like one way because obviously there are different people and different cultures and different attitudes and different jobs and different ages. But they really seem to get it. Yeah, the entire city. I mean, we walked around and it didn't matter whether it was eleven in the morning or four in the evening. Every dining and drinking establishment was similarly crowded. Few places were packed, few were empty, and people just were. People are enjoying themselves. Enjoying there. themselves, enjoying themselves. And um, I w- we were expecting a different experience. We were expecting it to be sort of more commercial and less Parisian. It really felt a little bit like Paris to me, like a lot of cafes, a lot of yep. pubs, and um, a lot of people just who seemed to get it. And I think it's it. not that touristy. I mean, I think Barcelona yeah. has, you know, a lot of travelers, many you know, hordes of American college students, but uh, Madrid is very Spanish. Yeah, it, it certainly felt that way. And we had a, we had a blast. We That's really great. Had a good time. That's awesome. So let's look again at the list of things that Milo loved and let's see what might be of interest to you today, Lisa. I want to do Flyboy. Flyboy. Well, it's, it's a perfect topic and we picked the perfect segue discussing Spain because Flyboy takes us to a family trip that we took to London in the winter of 2009, I believe it was. Um, I'll I'll, boys I'll are, get back to boys you. Boys are nine and seven. Yeah, right, yeah, that's that's right. That's yeah. right. That that's when it was 2009, and it was 2009. We were there over Christmas and through New Year's Eve, because I remember a couple things right off the bat. It was the first time we had ever rented an Airbnb. It was sort of mm. a new idea at the time. And we spent New Year's Eve in that Airbnb playing Yahtzee with the boys. So I, th- those two things I remember. <laughs> New Year's about Eve, also Alana's birthday. Also Alana's birthday. That's right. That's right. Uh, so uh, starting back at the end with Flyboy. So when we took this trip to London, uh, we did this in a way that we typically do trips, which is... We have one or two things scheduled on each day, and we did this even as recently as our trip to Madrid. But other than that, we do a lot of walking around. Um, we just walk as big a swath of the city as we can by the time we leave the city, so we feel like we've seen everything, and that allows for some surprises and some things that you didn't expect to see and allows you to take detours and things like that. Well, one of the things that we had scheduled was... A well, there were a couple of things that we had scheduled in advance. One was, for example, we saw um, Billy Elliot, which was then a play, play. Uh, 
running on the West End of, of London, which the boys really loved and was phenomenal. Um, we saw a traditional British play called The Potted Panto. A panto is a pantomime, a, an old-fashioned British uh, kind of Benny Hill type comedy, a little little <laughs> silly and a little ridiculous, but we did that too. And we had a couple of museums we wanted to go to. We went to a mathematics museum for Milo, which was phenomenal. Maybe we can talk a little bit more about that later because I have some very, very um, uh, deep and um, enduring memories of that. But Flyboy was the name of a play that we saw that was a one-man show and it was a puppet show and... The guy who did it looked a little bit like David Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, he was probably in his 30s. He was very talented. He sort of played up this sort of nerdy or nebbishy side of him, but he was obviously very talented. And it was not exclusively for kids, but it absolutely was marketed as something that you could bring kids to and that kids would be engaged. And I don't remember a lot about the play except that he was talented he played some music he did some puppet type stuff but the reason that this is on the list of things that milo loved one thing that this fellow whose name i won't remember did in this show was he at one point during the show made art supplies available to anyone who wanted to make some art during the show whether they were adults or kids And mostly kids participated and they were encouraged to come up to this small stage and grab whatever art supplies drew their attention and spend a set amount of time making art, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And it was almost like an intermission in his show, but he was using it as an opportunity to encourage kids to not only be up on stage where this performer had just been, but to sort of participate in the bigger endeavor here, this artistic endeavor that this guy was undertaking. Well, Lisa, you know something about my boys and Alana and my artistic ability. I mean, it is really, really lacking. Um, And as I may be the worst in the family, but if I'm the worst, Milo was pretty close. Um, And Max is not much better than Milo was. And Alana may be the best artist in the family, and that is the ultimate, <laughs> ultimate, um, you know, uh, indicting someone with faint praise. I mean, it really is just really, really not a strong suit of this family. But anyway, that's what makes this such a beautiful story to think about. Milo, um, Max immediately decided that it was something he really didn't want to participate in because I think at his age, he was nine at the time, uh, he had already recognized his sort of limited artistic repertoire and really didn't want to make something that would be embarrassing or that just really didn't accentuate his positives. Also, I mean, it wasn't his bag. It wasn't his bag. I'm thinking about the time you told me that they didn't, they tried to throw auditions so they wouldn't have to be in school plays. Like, it's just not their bag. That's okay. Not as big. Milo, on the other hand, uh, decided to really make an effort to make something artistic And unlike some of the parents, even in London, Alana and I just let him do his own thing. Many parents were assisting the Mm -hmm. kids and Mm -hmm. helping, Mm -hmm. trying to put together. Yeah, right. (laughs) The desire to quote unquote win, even though it wasn't clear that there was any competition going on. And um, Milo grabbed some paper and a couple of writing utensils, maybe a crayon or something like that. And he set to sort of 
cutting up some paper and pasting some things and drawing on it. And I mean sincerely, when I, I mean this sincerely, what he put together was unrecognizable as anything <laughs> other than like sort of a piece of paper that was sort of jagged. He kind of tried to make it stand up and I think he had suggested it was some kind of dinosaur or something, but it was really virtually indistinguishable from it was abstract ju- just a balled up piece yeah, of paper right okay <laughs> um, but he really had put in the effort and i don't know whether this fellow fly flyboy himself was watching the effort that kids put in or what it was but by the time he was ready to resume his performance he asked all the kids who had made this artwork to just place their pieces of art up on the stage where he had been presenting. And I would say there were probably about 50 pieces of art. Some of them were really, really, really obviously good from very artistic kids, maybe parents, um, but certainly some artistic kids were there and that was the appeal of the show. And Alana and I saw poor Milo's (laughs) crumpled up piece of paper that was supposed to be a dinosaur standing that was all crooked on its side. And it really, really, really stood out as two things. One, a piece of work that had obviously been done by a child (laughs) and a child only. And at that time, a child who had just turned seven. Um, And it also was very obviously one of the least developed pieces of artwork. That being said, that being said, this artist, again, who kind of went by the pseudonym uh, Flyboy, made a big show of scrutinizing all of the works of art. And he just said he was going to pick out a couple that he felt um, captured the vibe of sort of artistic um, inventiveness and creativity. And he picked three pieces of art, and one of them he picked was Milo's. Aww. And it was so touching and so shocking to us. Nice man. And um, it was a beautiful thing for an adult to do for a kid. It didn't make Milo think that he had this hidden artistic ability. And at the same time, it didn't make Milo think that he was taken pity on. Mm -hmm. I think it was an adult who sort of understood kids. You don't meet them that often. Yeah. Um, And he really understood kids and there was something about the thing that Milo made that was just extremely honest <laughs> and someone who was willing to participate, notwithstanding the fact that it was something he wasn't necessarily good at. And um, I can remember when I closed my eyes what his piece of artwork looked like. And I can also remember after this fellow Flyboy picked up Milo's piece of artwork and identified it as one of the three he was quote-unquote rewarding as a winner. Milo looking at us with like extreme surprise (laughs) and just kind of walking up nonchalantly to the stage to collect his prize, which was, I don't remember whether it was a t-shirt or a ribbon or something like that, um, and just nonchalantly walking back to us. Or it may even have been a candy cane because it was around Uh Christmas. uh I think he gave out candy canes. And um, it was a really, really beautiful and touching thing um, and sort of foretold a little bit Milo's artistic development 
certainly not in the creative arts that way, but in his artistic development as he got a little bit older. I'm not going to say that that was sort of a seminal moment that triggered other interests in art. Then he turned into Michelangelo. (laughs) Right, right. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) But it was a really beautiful and touching thing, again, from an adult who showed a real understanding of kids and... um, really very memorable. It was the curls. It was, it was, he it couldn't was resist the curls. the curls. Well, I'm not sure he, he, you know what, as I said, he might've been watching the, um, he might've been watching the kids doing the art. Milo at that time did have yeah. quite, quite a hairdo, yeah. quite a hairdo, yeah. which was definitely noteworthy. Yeah. Uh, talk about the math museum. Yes. So we, um, in looking for activities to do with the kids, you know, it's such a funny thing. I'm sure you guys do this too. When you go to a foreign country, you feel obligated to go to a couple of museums, even though I note that we live like a short right. subway ride from the Met and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, a bunch of other world famous museums and that you don't go that to. We, we simply do yeah. not go yeah. to. And that's that's on us. I mean, that's just that's just weak stuff as a, from us as parents. But anyway, we did go to a number of museums. We went to the Tate and we found um, I don't remember whether it was a wing of the Tate or it was a separate museum, but we found a museum of mathematics and we immediately knew we had to take Milo there. So even at seven, he's oh, absolutely. a math kid. Got absolutely. Yep. And there was an exhibit in the museum and any math people out there who are listening might know about this. It was called Napier's Bones, which was a um, something of a math puzzle that I think it was from many centuries ago that allowed people to use a manual device as a calculator. And it was a very clever use of stones and um, slate. And I don't remember all the details. And again, everything I just said might be wrong. But most importantly, it was called Napier's Bones, and it was a way of calculating pre-electricity, pre-calculators. And Milo was so taken by this thing, Napier's Bones. And the great thing about this museum was it wasn't only an exhibit in the museum, but it encouraged people to Mm -hmm. use them. And I remember Alana and Max went walking. They were less interested in some of the math exhibits. And Milo began manipulating these Napier's Bones and doing calculations with it. And... I remember doing it with him, and then I remember stepping back and thinking to myself, I wonder how long Mm. he would stay here and do this if I just sort of melted into the scenery here and receded from the event. And I did that, and it was a good solid half hour where he was playing with the numbers and I don't know what he was thinking about, if he was doing calculations in his head and seeing if he could... Um, he was building a rocket. <laughs> he might have been building a rocket. But I remember, I mean, we knew that he already was really interested in math and numbers and was, was quite good at it. But this was really interesting because it was a completely new and unfamiliar setting. And the idea of manipulating numbers, even with this, I think primitive device still really appealed to him and i really you know think that he would have stayed for a couple of hours mm-hmm. if he didn't kind of come out of this reverie and say oh you know where are max and mom is it mm-hmm. uh, you know is it time for lunch or dinner mm-hmm. or we probably had something else scheduled 
And um, I remember his face just sitting and manipulating these things. And um, he really was very much in his element. Really that's nice. Awesome. Really nice. Well, again, that's all the time we have on this episode of Milo Time. Hope you'll join us again next time when we one more time dig into a list of the things that Milo loved.